I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. my co-anchor and this is the week that was a mexican company created a marshmallow weighing more than a grand piano what the 1429.47 pound foam blob of sugar collagen set the guinness world record my god you lead off with that what are you gonna follow with (laughs) (laughs) Um, where's the bonfire what are they gonna do with it are they gonna I don't know. What do, you, what do you do with it? <laughs> infuriate parents everywhere by not only giving sugar to their children, but it's also a sticky, globby mess. Like, yeah. Joy. Yeah, that's a heck so, of a Yeah, we're off to a good start. Yeah, that's a heck of a record. I did not even expect that at all. That was a, a great leadoff. What else we got on the week that was? Police in Essex, England, responded to reports of a screaming woman. What they found was one of residents Steve Wood's 22 parrots walking loudly. Wood told BBC Essex, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? I opened the door to two laughing police officers and they said, don't worry, mate. I think we've got this one sussed. Oh my gosh. He said that his three-year-old parent, Freddie, has been particularly vocal lately. Freddie, huh? Jesus Christ. Freddie got fingered for the crime of screeching. Hey, on a note, on, 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 a, on a criminal note, hey, that's a, a movie with, um, uh, what the Tom hell? Green, I think. I never, Tom Green, I did not subject myself to it. Yeah, neither did I. I never seen it. I, uh, it, it's just something I remember because what a title. Um, anyway, yeah. so on another criminal note, a Georgia mayor was charged with burglary. And criminal trespassing Saturday. Yeah, I know, right? Leading the way for him to be temporarily replaced by one of five city council members who just recently sued him this year. Uh, Khalid Kamu, the mayor of the city of South Fulton in metropolitan Atlanta. So this isn't like some... Usually you kind of expect these to be like back, like backwood people, you know, when you hear about stupid shit like this. But like, um, anyway... Uh, he was charged with criminal trespassing and first-degree burglary. He was released the same day on $11,000 in surety bonds. He was also ordered to undergo a mental health evaluation. So I wonder what this is all about. It's kind of screaming uh, domestic, maybe? I don't know. The The police department forwarded a request for more information to the city's public affairs director, who declined to provide details Sunday, citing an ongoing investigation. Um, the city of South Fulton is committed. Oh, this is a quote. Sorry, and he started doing that. So he said, "Is quote, uh, the city of South Fulton is committed to upholding the law, ensuring that all individuals, regardless of their position, are subject to the same fair and just treatment." End quote. Jacqueline Howe, the interim director of public affairs there. So, um, and then here's what this guy says. Uh, and this usually, like to me, screams like, uh, 
I don't know, guilt, I don't know, something or just something weird's going on here. But here's his his thing. The, the mayor who got arrested there. Uh, God is still using me. Stay tuned, he wrote. Camus also shared a Bible verse about those who are persecuted because of righteousness. So, he's, uh, he's going to let... Delusional, so... Yeah. Career politician. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. And it's like, uh, God is my crutch. So, anyway... Yeah, but I don't even well, know. But you, you go, my friend. What else is on the week that was? I thought that was crazy. May, may, remind me of Marion Barry. Marion Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Does he smoke crack? That's all I know. Maybe in his spare time, he can uh, take up the Canadian website that's offering $1,000 to anyone who will watch. Well, not anyone, but someone that will watch and review 16 animated Barbie films. Oh, my God. Real? I'd pay, like, close to $1,000 not to have to watch, like, half of one. Yeah, but uh, that's just me. I don't even know. And uh, Burger King in Thailand is now offering an item called the real oh. cheeseburger. What? Yes, it features twenty slices of American cheese and contains no meat. What the this fuck? This concoction sells for three dollars and ten cents, while the beef cheeseburger sells for ten dollars and ninety cents. The real. And yeah, it's seriously. I saw a picture of it, and they interviewed a lady that ordered it and she said she could eat like half of it and then was just overwhelmed by cheese she got the yeah, cheese type <laughs> cheese product because cheese. that's I think that's like it just has to be 51% actual uh, cheese yeah. yeah good times right so. cheese sweats yeah the um that's weird like why would you even think that is a thing I don't even know who knows it's Thailand you said Right. Yes. And so, how do they yep. stack it? Um, like as a as a, you know, because like there's it's just cheese. Do they like mismatch the corners? It's just like a blob. It just yeah, it just like melts into. Yeah, oh my god! Juice. It's uh. Yeah. It looks, fuck, looks man. Terrifying. You can't smoke enough weed to make that okay. I don't. Think. Never in life. <laughs> um, after several weeks of pursuing an elusive goat, Lincoln oh. Animal Control in Nebraska finally safely captured um, captured the goat and on their website they stated they had mobilized their goat interdiction task force and the post stated the goat was safely captured thanks to the help of the fence and the awesome employees of leech camper sales hey go leech the goat campers. was taken to the humane society oh my god they mobilized, huh? That's pretty good. Yes, that is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a teenager in Southern California with a metal detector came to the rescue when a wedding proposal was nearly spoiled by a dropped ring. Oh, no. That's, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? No, that's legit. What good timing. Right place, right time. It's like that guy who walks yeah. around with a guitar on his back waiting for the perfect moment to bust out and, like, help somebody with a romantic moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or a saxophone. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Anyway, speaking of magnetic things, um, for nearly a decade, hundreds of tiny magnetic spheres shed by an extraterrestrial visitor lay deep beneath the Pacific Ocean. Now, the minute pellets have, uh, the minute, I'm sorry, pellets have been dredged up by a scientific expedition, and they're fueling a media frenzy that some scientists feel is unearned. Um, in 2014, a fireball blazed across the sky above Papua New Guinea shedding debris as it passed. A U.S. government sensor uh, stationed near 
by measured his speed at more than uh, 110,000 miles an hour. I almost thought I was going to read that wrong. And uh, NASA's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies detected its fall. The meteorite splashed down in the ocean about 53 miles offshore. So here's the deal, though. This guy, Avi Loeb, uh, the first name, kind of unsure, but Loeb's his last name. And he's an astrophysicist at Harvard University. Um, he's on a quest to find the, this asteroid. Um, and based on its extreme speed and trajectory upon uh, entry into Earth's atmosphere, Loeb believes the object, which he dubbed Interstellar Meteor 1, 1 IMI 1 or something, is a relic from another star system. He also thinks it might be uh, potentially har harbor alien technology. Uh, techno signatures, traces of technology crafted by non-human entities. This is what this guy at Harvard thinks. According to an interview uh, Loeb gave with the Daily Beast, which I don't know how good of a source the Daily Beast is, to be honest. This is not the first time Loeb has uh, hypothesized our solar system has been visited by alien technology. Five years ago, he and a fellow Harvard researcher, Shmuel Bailey. What are these? What's with these guys' names? Shmuel. I hope I don't. I'm not trying to knock anybody, but that's just. Something, something from Ghostbusters. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's S H M U E L. And then his last name is B I A L Y. You know, and I'm really not. I'm not trying to make fun of these guys' names. Okay. Propose that the weird interstellar object. And then, oh my God! Okay, this thing's name is Aumuamua, O U M U A M U A. Okay, <laughs> so don't give me shit for not being able to say that. Uh, which whizzed through our solar system. I live next to a base house. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness! Which whizzed through our solar system in late 2017. Um, it was an autonomous alien probe, is what they think, similar to a light sail. These are Harvard people, my friends. Um, so I don't know. Their paper on the object garnered a flurry of media attention, and so they're like, and then also like they're getting a lot of like um, pushback, obviously from the scientific community. But there's there's some praise there too, I guess. And um, anywho, at the end of this all, uh, many scientists harbor doubts about this these spherules origin. Like these little things are like little metal balls on the bottom of the ocean. And uh, he says, in fact, they say these particular pellets might not be associated with the 2014 fireball at all. It's been known for a century that if you take a magnetic rake and run it over the ocean floor, you will pull up extraterrestrial spherules, as it said. Quote Peter Brown. So, um, but the, also, these are Harvard guys, and this guy's a meteorite specialist at the University of Western Ontario in Canada. So, I don't know. But, like, all that aside, like, I think, I don't know. Who knows, right? I'm just tossing that out there. But do you like how that was like had to do with uh, magnetism, like your last story? And um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it's like interesting too because I guess over Louisiana early in the morning, there's a fireball that was most likely a meteor <gasps> just this week. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Well, did anything yep. bad happen? I mean, wait, hold on. No, just no, I don't think so. But just I was like, that's fantastic! Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't like, knock anyone's grandma on the head or anything. However, <laughs> oh, mail delivery in a Texas neighborhood has been suspended due to a dive bombing hawk targeting postal workers and anyone who Ooh. dares to go outside. Thunderbird. So, you know, you've informed us about the uh, spice seagulls last week. Oh. Maybe this thing's like <laughs> bath salts hawk or something. I don't know, but. On a lighter note in animal news, uh, in Santa Cruz, wildlife officials observed a five-year-old female otter stealing surfboards on at least three occasions over the weekend. Oh, my God. Yes, otters. Go otters. All right. Sorry. Right. And 
got excited there. <laughs> Fuck it up. No, I mean, hey. Hey. Otters are so cool. I don't even think I'd try eating one. No. No. I could not eat a fucking otter. Are you are you high on bath like salts? like a water dog. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? That made me, like, my guttural reaction there was like, dude, I've never even thought of eating a fucking otter. Like, <laughs> I never had either, but you know, I've tried odd animals. Disturbing. Yeah, it's like, you know, people do joke around, like, about cats and dogs and that, et cetera, even horses. You know, you hear stories, which horses actually are... You know, they get eaten in other countries by people. France, I believe, is a big uh, consumer of horse meat. Yeah, but... Italy, when I was over there, Cavallo. Yeah. You got that advertised in the, and, the window and, of the butcher shop. Yeah. Before we fucking take a shit on those guys, though, they probably don't have as much access to beef like we do. I mean, like, between the U.S. and then South America, we're like, who's got the beef? We do, man. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's all, like, <laughs> it's just different. You know, in India, I guess eating beef with we're horrible you know so yeah. it's just whatever right no i get it yeah so anyway that's uh that's pretty interesting actually um, um at the calgary stampede a rodeo festival um in canada obviously uh records adjudicator Brittany dunn observed 17,182 pancakes served in an eight-hour period Holy she shit. had to disqualify 15 pancakes for various reasons but the Guinness record of 14,208 was still Dang. significantly beaten. S- That's a lot of yeah. pancakes. Yeah. It, it, so the record was for her to serve them? Uh, no, she just observed it. Oh, That's observed. The, oh, Jesus, I'm half deaf. I'm sorry, yeah. man. That's why so, I always yeah. hear you. Um, the good people of the Calgary Stampede were preparing and serving. Oh, I see. Apparently. I focused on the serving part of it because I did read an article and I didn't note this, but it pissed me off kind of there was this uh server somewhere and uh she got dine and dashed right and so like her fucking boss like tried to make her pay for it and was like you know whatever pretty upset and and she's like well fuck you guys i'm not paying for this hundred dollar meal these guys just ran out on me what am i supposed to do um and at the end of the day they're taking her to court over it I'm like, how does that even, how can you do that? And then it's like, okay, guys, like fucking, let's just give another shining example of why nobody wants to work in that industry. That's, you know, like, I think, you know what I hear kind of just on the week that was, I'm sorry, but a theory I have about why some of these restaurants truly do just continue to fail. It's because like the people who fucking own them are dipshits. Okay. Like. I think restaurants are more of a family affair. Like, like, what's your, what's PK, right? I mean, even though it's not, I don't know, are they family, all of them guys, or which one? You have a couple restaurants you go to where it's like, kind I'm, of, I'm not entirely sure, but I've definitely read, like, what they're all about, and, you know, they, seems like they totally treat their employees well, but they're also conscious about, um, where the food's sourced. Yeah. And just, just everything they donate money and have a little program you can donate and go straight to the community and see have, yeah support artists and stuff so yeah that's like it. that's what I'm no talking you're talking about like, yeah perkins or burger king yeah, or something like that yeah you're, that. you're not it's not a human that's no. owned, it's like a corporation so any that's of a totally these different chain, thing yeah any of these chain restaurants are horse shit uh, uh, for the most part you know what i'm saying like you know ruth's chris was actually that was good remember that like yeah for, that's for, different but i mean at the same time it's I'd uppity. still rather like... Yeah, me too. I know. 
But yeah. point point being um, is my theory on all this real fast is that it just needs to be like something that it's like a community of people who want to do this. You can't just like treat people like shit and expect them to serve you. Like why if you if you're a server and like your boss treats you like shit, you're probably not gonna treat your customers very well, right? And that's, exactly. and that's gonna reflect on your tips and then you're gonna be pissed and it, it, dude I worked in the kitchen then the cooks are gonna be pissed because people are sending shit back there's all sorts of factors man so these you know if you're gonna go into the restaurant business don't just be like well I inherited some money and I like uh, steak <laughs> so I'm gonna buy a steakhouse you know don't do that have a passion sorry anyway uh, what, on the week that was an Australian man broke the world record by doing 3,249 push-ups in one hour. Oh, my God. That's quite a... How? How? That's fast. I don't know. Math push-ups? I'm unsure. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I um, I I feel like I always have some fun ones. Uh, on, on a lighter note, a former police volunteer uh, named Sarah... Bax Horton claims to have identified the true identity of Jack the Ripper. The infamous 19th Yeah, yeah. The infamous 19th century murderer who terrorized the east end of London. Uh, Sarah Bax Horton, whose great-great-grandfather was involved in the Ripper investigation, conducted extensive research and uncovered compelling evidence pointing to a man named Hyam Hyams <laughs> as the likely culprit. Hyam Hyams. Hello, gents. My name is Hyam Hyams. Hyams lived in the area where the murders took place and possessed the necessary knowledge of knife usage as a cigar maker. He was an alcoholic and an epileptic who frequently resided in mental asylums due to his deteriorating condition after an accident left him unable to work. Hyams had a history of assaulting his wife and mother and was eventually arrested for attacking them with a weapon. Yeah, so, um... You know, there's uh, Bax Horton gained access to Hyams' medical records, which revealed distinctive physical characteristics that matched him uh, to witness descriptions of the Ripper. So that's kind of, I mean, that's the start. I was waiting to get into where, like, the, how does she know, you know? Um, uh, witnesses described a man in his mid-30s with a stiff arm and a regular gait with bent knees and a specific walking pattern. Hyams' medical notes confirmed his inability to bend or extend his left arm and an irregular gait and an inability to straighten his knees. He also suffered from severe, oh, that's, yeah, more epilepsy talk there. Um, but basically what this comes down to is, um, all his medical files just like link him up right up with this and the place and times. And um, he was uh, apprehended once and the, uh, they called him a wandering lunatic. <laughs> and uh, he was subsequently confined to Colney Hatch Lunatic Asylum until his death in 1913. Yeah. So while various. Damn. Yeah. While they like and then they go on to say, you know, because there's there, there's like all sorts of people that they think may or may not have been Jack the Ripper. Um that's pretty good, though. I mean, she matched up the that medical history is kind of spot on. The guy was crazy, known for wandering, carried a blade. I don't know what kind of cigar uh, blade is. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all I know, to, I split them with my fingers. I don't know how to do it any other way. But I'm sure that when you're rolling them and cutting those tobacco leaves, there's probably a pretty large knife involved, right? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but what a trip, man. Yeah, yeah, still out of It's just guys. a good thing he wouldn't have been taking it seriously if it was in Boston, you know, Jack the Ripper, <laughs> wicked pisser, Jack <laughs> like, the Ripper, <laughs> wicked pisser, Jack the Ripper. Oh my god, 
This is where I insert the bong noise. <laughs> anyway, on the beat the bus. Accurate. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That was my my. I don't know. I you know I I love like how you come in and you got all these these great little uh, factoids and stories and records and escaped uh, livestock and such. And so I've been trying to like <laughs> give a more detailed account of maybe one or two stories is the goal. So yeah, no, I think that works perfectly. That's like all right. You know, and if anybody so out there, to... yeah, we're, and we're open to suggestions on stuff, guys. Even on the week that was, like, if you want to hear a certain kind of uh, segment, maybe we'll try it out. Who knows? We're all up for it. Uh, the other thing is, do you have anything more on the week that was? Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna get into this one a whole big bunch, but like, cause I just read it this morning. But apparently, like, have you ever heard of the Long Island serial killer, uh, at all, or how that a goes? A little bit. I don't know much, but it's not. It rings a bell for sure. Yeah, but it definitely, you know, it's it was like a thing. It kind of started in like 2010 ish or whatever. But uh, they just arrested a guy for it, and it was one of them ones where like. They didn't think that they were ever going to uh, catch him. So um, I guess shout out to whoever figured that shit out. Um, I'm not going to get into it again because, like, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't read it. And I don't want to just be talking out my ass. But apparently they they got, they, they caught somebody uh, in the Long Island uh, serial killings. Um, you heard it here on I Tell Stories. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you read it anywhere else yet, but there you are. Our true, we're all like, hey, I could, I could put us in true crime. <laughs> news about giant marshmallows and serial killing. Yeah. Well, there's really no other way to be. I mean, what else? I mean, oh, you know, there's another thing. Um, there's so much milk that U.S. farmers are dumping it into the sewers. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So there's lots of cats in the sewers now? I don't know. But there's more milk than ever in the U.S. now, you know, and nowhere left to process it, forcing farmers across the upper Midwest to pour the excess dairy down the drain. And uh, apparently it's causing uh, problems in, in sewage plants and such. Uh, uh, they're dumping, like, whole things, like, as much as, like, 6,000 to 7,000 gallons <laughs> at a time. Jesus. Yeah, a lot of it comes from the like how restaurant. Let's get back into that just briefly before we end the week that was. But basically, it's like because when COVID nineteen hit, all this stuff uh, shut down, and dairy, you know, is doesn't have the the longest shelf life of freshness. You know, you could drink milk a year later; it might make you vomit because like it's gross, but it actually wouldn't do anything to you because it's been, it's been homogenized, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So, like, anyway, but as, you know, so they there's a delicate balance of how they put it out, and it gets to, say, a restaurant, a school, you know, all these things, and during this shit, it got thrown out of whack, obviously, and it, you know, so they don't know what to do with all that fucking milk, and, and um, I, I have a background in cattle ranching sort of not like that i actually did it but i've been around it quite a bit and like if you don't milk uh, a cow if you don't milk a cow it's actually cruel because like they get like it's painful for them like so if you're gonna have a milk cow like the thing is, is you take care of them and you definitely want to milk them so they have to fucking do something with it basically so i don't know maybe some bull sharks huh. would be you know drinking milk i guess i don't know Anyway, hey, uh, we're back on schedule, guys. Uh, if you like the show, you can uh, support it for uh, 
basically the cost of maybe an energy drink if you drink one of those or an iced tea or something. I think the the the, the subscription amount is $3, and if you're feeling frisky, you can do 10 That'd be cool, too. But uh, we appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, just everybody uh, have a good week. Much love, everybody.